Sorry I'm late. I stepped on a crack and I tripped and fell into a ladder which tipped over and smashed through a mirror. Oh my gosh, how did all that happen? Just lucky, I guess. It's manners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my donors. Yeah. Yeah. See, normally I say dear, but I said donors because this is the donors only episode. Special, special. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited to have you all here. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to talk about this topic. But first, let me say a big thank you, because if you're listening to this, you are a MaxFun donor. You support our shows. You support our network. You are a fan of the things we create. Uh, Not just a fan, but a donor. A family member. A family member. And that means so much to me. Thank you so much. So, the idea for this topic came to me in a dream. No, it happened. uh, It's based off of stuff like I thought about you know, uh, saying bless you when you sneeze and, you and know, stuff like that. Um, I noticed this in the couple of in a few of the hotels we've stayed in recently. No thirteenth floor. No thirteenth floor. There is. Um, so I, that's why we're talking about superstitions. Yes, I get really into this stuff. I've read a bunch of books on like thirteen and why that's a fear, and like it's called Triskaidekaphobia is mm. the fear of the number thirteen. And like, you know, you get into, um, so for example, I know I'm betting it's not in your research stuff about like being buried alive and stuff. And like, no, that one specifically isn't. Yes. There's a lot of like, so for example, the phrase saved by the bell, right? That has to do with having a line that literally ran out of a coffin up to the surface and attached to a bell that you could ring the bell to let the person, the grave, you know, whoever's walking the grounds, know that you're alive. Okay. But. I want you, I want you to pump the brakes for just a second because I would like to draw a line uh-huh. in between superstition and old wives' tale, right? Okay. And I'm not sure if there's another way of saying old wives' tale, but like. It's more kind of a cautionary telling, right? Yeah. Where you say, like, don't eat the watermelon seeds or you'll grow a watermelon in your stomach. Or, like, don't go outside with the wet hair or you'll catch a cold. Right. I would consider those not superstitions. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Same thing with the Saved by the Bell. I think that that's more of a figure of speech derived from a cautionary tale than it is a superstition. I think that superstitions have to deal with actual like uh, like devil or spirit or some other kind of like otherworldly happening happenstance not just the the things that happen to you after you do another thing i guess i was leaning towards like the overall uh graveyard stuff of like just walking by a graveyard and being creepy and like somebody walked over your grave that kind of thing but but that doesn't i don't know if that's superstition Hmm. i think in my in my mind 
the distillation distillation of superstition has to do with luck. Okay, yeah, I w- okay, that I can follow of, that. That kind of intangible feeling of prosperity, right? Which or is, or failure, negativity, sure, whatever. bad yeah. luck too. Because yeah. um, a lot of superstitions, I would say, predominant superstitions is about bad luck. Definitely. I mean, you you have like the you know four leaf clover kind of good luck. But most superstitions are like, don't do this or. Sure, sure. Tell me, I mean, like in your life, did you ever practice any superstitious habits? I think, yes. I mean, definitely. Okay. None that specifically spring to mind, but I will say that I definitely fall into the camp of, I don't think this is real, but, mm-hmm. you know, for example, one of the ones that always like that I did adhere to is don't look under a ladder. Okay. Not because of the superstition, but, and I think it's a good reason to talk about this topic, is a superstition that I fully believe is rooted in truth, which is people are usually wor- working on type of ladders, using tools and like hanging stuff up or whatever. So it's probably a good idea just not to walk under ladders because, one, if someone's working on it, and two, I don't know, maybe they've set a hammer down on top of it and you knock the ladder and it falls down on your head. Certainly. Um, and also in the case of like A-frame ladders, they're smaller at the top than they are at the bottom. So walking through, you're likely to be able to, you know, get your feet through, but you might hit your head on something. Well, and really this, I think the idea for this episode came about from our episode about umbrellas, Mm, where we talked about like, why is it bad luck to open an umbrella? Well, because you might hit somebody with your umbrella while it's open. You know, it's like Um, umbrella, umbrella. 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 No. How am I saying it? You're saying umbrella. I think I'm saying it correctly. No, you're Maybe saying umbrella. Maybe everyone else is saying it wrong. Okay. Umbrella. Like you're, like you're coughing umbrella. in the, Like you're coughing in the middle. Umbrella. 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 No, you I didn't think I'm again. getting it. No, you're not. Umbrella. I did it. So, but I think that that idea of, I have a suspicion that a lot of superstitions come out of either some kind of logic be it faulty or not, or some kind of practicality. Okay, I'll take that. I would like to say that um, one of the superstitions that I grew up with was the don't spill salt superstition. Yeah, it's bad luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where spilling salt is bad luck, but you can reverse it. By throwing it over your shoulder. Your left Left shoulder. shoulder. It has to be your left shoulder because... As far as the dichotomy of good and evil, the devil sits on your left shoulder. So you yeah. want to blind the devil so that he can't give oh. you bad luck because you spilled the salt. This is a recurring thing because I also know this from, uh, I'm such a nerd, but the Dresden Files books where he talks about like the left hand takes in energy and the right hand sends out energy. Sure. And I don't know if that's an actual belief in any kind of belief system, but... That the left hand is the wicked hand and the right hand is the good hand. Oh, totally. Which, sorry, left-handed people. That's why that's such a, that was a negative thing I about feel like that we talked a about a, that a little bit in the handshakes. Yeah. That we talked about where, like, the left hand is for doo-doo and the right hand is for food. Sure. You know, without context, that's just a great <laughs> sentence that you just said. Okay. So that's that's the most prominent one. I think that... 
I also, at one point during road trips, we held our breath going through tunnels and under bridges and stuff, I but I don't know exactly thoroughly why. thoroughly blame that on uh, Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Oh, yeah? Because they do that in there. Uh, when Plucky Duck is with Ham uh, the Pig on their... God, I know too much about this movie. On their way to Happy World Land, they hold their breath through the tunnel, and it's like the country's longest tunnel or something, and they hmm. hold their... It, to make wishes. It's... <sighs> Yeah, that was to make wishes. Maybe that's not a superstition because I couldn't think about what kind of evil happens to you if you don't. See, I was told, and maybe this is something we made up as kids, not to breathe as you pass by a graveyard. Oh, because the spirits could enter your body if you breathe. Oh, see, what we always said is it was impolite to breathe around those who can't. Hmm. Interesting. But we might have made that up. Uh, Hey, let's talk about some more. Okay. Let's get into specifics. Some specifics. Um, so breaking a mirror, right? Is why is that bad luck? Why is that bad luck? Aside from the fact of like, oh no, we broke our mirror. Okay. Um, there are a couple schools of thought on this. Uh, the first one being rooted in Greek mythology. Uh, the Greeks believed that spirits lived in reflective pools. You know, like Narcissus, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Um, so the thinking was, if you broke something reflective, it would release a spirit. Okay. All right. Yeah, and then that spirit would, like, plague you? Probably. Yeah. I mean, it would bother you for sure, right? That's okay. how the Greeks are always done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everything's about, like, oh, no. <laughs> There's not a lot of Greek myths that end, and they lived happily ever after. So then, probably this is a mixture of two other things. The fir- the other one being... Also, hold on. You just kind of blew my mind that what? there were mirrors in ancient Greece. I mean, okay. I mean, reflective surfaces yes, but also have existed like, for a long time. Ivy but Polish. they used mirrors with the Gorgon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was Roman. Doesn't matter. Um, So the, the, the second half is kind of twofold. The first one being that for a long time mirrors were very expensive yeah. to make right so not only did you have the glass front but it was a two level process you also had the highly reflective usually silver mm-hmm. backing of the mirror so they were super expensive and everybody was like don't break these because they're really costly and they- i bet a lot of these two tra- uh, trace back to like things you would tell a child mm-hmm. like specifically like oh no don't do that because uh bad luck or whatever yeah and then the third part like don't make that face or it might stick that way right that's a <laughs> thing you tell a kid is that a superstition or no wife's tale i'd say that that's a cautionary tale okay um the last part being hey you know what things were very difficult to clean yeah right so the seven years of bad luck Maybe from the splintered glass, uh, anyone who would walk by where the mirror was broken, uh, if they weren't wearing proper footwear, may be cut by the glass. Okay, see, that tracks. That tracks. And I also think that, like, you know, like I said, the logic, albeit faulty, if I were looking, if I didn't understand the mechanics of, like, you know, optics and light and stuff reflecting... And I saw something of myself, like an image of myself, and then I saw that shattered. That seems bad. Sure. Right? Like that inherent. I get why having an image of yourself, you know, like for example, there's a reason I think that in modern like media, TV, movies, whatever, 
there's something very visceral that we understand about throwing a picture of someone onto a fire. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. I'm not saying that that's a superstition, but I think that we get the importance it's of highly that. representational right and the same as like when you're watching a movie and like someone's looking at a reflection of themselves in the mirror and they get so emotional that they smash it right mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, like we mm-hmm. understand what mm-hmm, that means mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think so what i'm saying is faulty logic but i get it so how do you fix it you make a new mirror mm-hmm. <laughs> you glue it you say sorry there are a couple of ways that i have found to reverse the bad luck. The first one being to bury a piece of the mirror uh, in fertile soil, which I guess fixes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, or So a new mirror tree can grow. Or put it in a jar and put them in... Put the jar in sunlight in a, in a highly lit spot. Sunlight's a great purifier. Exactly. Um... But if the mirror is still cr- is cracked but still usable, just pretend that nothing happened. Okay. So that seems like a very Catholic slash Southern Baptist way of treating it. <laughs> one of us is Catholic and one of us is Southern Baptist. I can make that joke. I mean, I guess if you... Pretend if, like everything's fine. Pretend like everything's fine. Uh-huh then things that happen to you aren't because of bad luck. Okay. They're because of other things. Well, isn't that true all the time, Teresa? Yeah. All right, so on to the next, which you kind of touched on before. Is it 13? No, it's the walking under a ladder. Okay. So this has, other than the practical reasons you mentioned before, this has also a very spiritual beginning. Um might be because of the Catholic Church Trinity symbol that happens for all things triangular, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like even I said, I mean, an A-frame ladder definitely has a triangle. But, but even something leaning against leaning a wall. Leaning against a wall a makes a triangle. Yeah. It's not an even triangle, but you know what I mean. Um, so if you walked under it, you were disrupting the Trinity's kind of mojo. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's not just uh, in the Catholic Church or the church in general, the Christian church. The triangle is a very powerful symbol in a lot of different, I mean, look like at the Like for pyramids. the Egyptians? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Who believed that the gods uh, might be climbing up a ladder and you might disturb them. Huh. Why do the gods need a ladder? I don't know. Okay. They use, they use all kinds of stuff. I mean, um, I guess. Another one being that ladders sometimes resemble the gallows, which could okay. be foreboding. Okay. All right. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what what the forebodingness comes from, the whole idea of if you walk under a ladder, you'll die? Uh, no, I think. I've never heard you'll die. More like tempting death. Yeah, you're tempting fate. Okay. You know? And and so I, I've just had two occur to me that I'm very well versed with that I would like to touch on for a second. Okay. If I may. And they are both theatrical. And one is about whistling in a theater. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything about that? I do not. Okay. So it is. There are so many superstitions, guys. Right. I just picked some of the coolest. So if you've ever heard somebody tell you not to whistle in a theater, that it's bad luck. Once again, there is that kind of loose, logical understanding of it. 
So long before we had any kind of walkie-talkies or radios or whatever, the way that you would cue rigging, like, say, bring in the curtains or whatever, was through a series of whistles, right? And there was a certain kind of whistle you would do if rigging had gotten loose to, like, say, get out of the way or whatever. This is, I like I said, I'm not an expert in this, but this is how I understand it. And so this is why it's understood now that that idea of whistling in a theater is bad luck because it has to do with, like, the whistling of the rigging. Hmm. I mean, but we also have in the theater the ghost light. Right. Where we put in, you put up a single light in a dark stage or whatever to keep the ghosts away. But it makes way more sense when you think about it as in a dark theater with set pieces all around, there's lots of stuff to trip on. Yeah. So it's good to leave a light on. <laughs> but you don't want to leave the stage lights on. Because it burns so hot. They'll, and They'll be hot. And it wastes a lot of power. So you put like one 40-watt light bulb in the middle of the stage or whatever. Yeah. Makes complete sense. The other one that's maybe the wo- most well-known theatrical superstition is Macbeth. You don't say Macbeth in a theater. I feel like, have we talked about that? Maybe. We've done theater episodes. And the thing, it's supposed to be if you say it, it's a curse play. And the only time you're allowed to say it is when you're in the play and you're like saying the lines. And then if you say it when not in those circumstances, you're supposed to like go outside of the theater, turn around three times and spit or turn around three times and curse or something like that. And I think what it comes down to is one, it's a very dark, murderous, bloody play. Sure. Um, but I think also, having done theater for many years of my life, there are bad things that happen in every theatrical performance I've ever, mistakes that happen, <laughs> injuries that happen, stuff that falls over, stuff that gets broken. And once you start looking for it, like you do after someone said Macbeth, you notice it a lot. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to attribute to that. But, uh, and maybe we'll get, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead right now. We're about the middle of the episode. So I'm going to give away a big spoiler about um, etiquette and superstition. I feel this way about a lot of any kind of belief system. You might not care. Like Mm -hmm. you might be in theater and not care about Macbeth or Whistling or whatever. But I guarantee someone does. And I don't think it's anyone's place to say you're dumb for worrying about that. I'm going to do it anyways. And this comes from, there is an actor here in Cincinnati who I respect immensely, who has been in the game for like 50 or 60 years, and I won't say his name. But like one time someone was whistling in a theater, and I just heard him yell from the back of the theater, respect the tradition! And like, (laughs) to me, that pretty much sums up how I feel about it. That idea of like, you know what? It costs you nothing. To not walk around to saying, Macbeth, 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 right? But if that some, throws someone else off their game or whatever, like, why why would you do that, you know? Like, you don't benefit from doing it. It just makes you seem like kind of a jerk. I can dig it. Okay. Um. Hey, so how do you reverse the bad luck you accrue from walking under a ladder? I'm going to guess you walk backwards under it. That's one way. Yeah. Um... You can also make a wish while doing it, while walking under. I know. Listen. Okay. All right. Uh, you couldn't see the face I just made, but it was a face. You can uh, cross your fingers and keep them crossed until you see a dog. What? Uh, yeah. What? Well, dogs are good omens most of the time. Ooh. Okay. Um, or and you can cats say, are bad omens? Yeah. Okay. 
Or you can That's say uh, bread and butter while you walk under the ladder. <laughs> I don't rutabaga, know. Rutabaga, rutabaga, rutabaga. Well, I guess that there are several kind of like chant type things that happen for a lot of these superstitions. One of which is like, so I've heard that it is bad luck for to to cross someone on the stairs, right? Uh-huh. Because staircases used to be quite narrow. You could trip. You Once could hit each other. Logic, you could fall. Yeah. But I, I remember seeing a documentary or maybe a behind-the-scenes thing with Catherine Tate. Okay. Where she said that it's unavoidable and she knows that it's bad luck. So when she crosses someone on the stairs, she says under her breath to herself, uh, I bring you good luck. You bring me good luck. So. So that's one of the things people do. The chance. Bread and butter, bread and bread butter. Bread and butter, bread and butter. <laughs> well, that's a tongue twister, especially with my Invisalign's in. Bread and butter, bread and butter, bread and butter, bread. Oh, I slowed way down. Yeah. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots, rutabaga, rutabaga, watermelon, watermelon. Speaking of cats, let's talk about the black cat <gasps> business. Can I tell you a thing I know about black cats that I learned from working at PetSmart? Mm-hmm. That, and maybe this is falls under more of old wives' tale because I've never looked this up to uh, corroborate it. But I was told by a couple different people who worked at animal rescue shelters that they do not adopt out black cats during the month of October because they're worried that people will either adopt them to use them as like props to witch costumes or whatever spookiness or that people will adopt them to use them in sacrifices. And like I said, haven't corroborated that. So that might just be their own personal like worries. But I have also heard such things. It's a bummer. That Black is a bummer. cats are beautiful well, and lovely so, and sweet. Just look at the cat in Hocus Pocus. That cat is lovely and nice and saves the day multiple times. Where this probably comes from um, is the idea that the the cat itself is tied in kind of with gods and goddesses, yes. right? Egy- Especially Egypt. ancient yeah. Egyptian. Uh-huh. Um, but then... When Christianity started to spread amongst the Europeans, um, people began to start to, like, parcel out the things that were associated with these pagan deities. Yes. I mean, we've touched on that a lot when we've talked about, like, Christmas and Easter Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a certain amount of uh, adaptation of, like, let's take this pagan belief and make it Christian by saying this about it. Right. And so the ones that didn't get adopted were still vilified. Yes. Um, so and much once so. Again, I will say, I know I just defended black cats and I will forever and ever and ever. I love black cats, but I could see where, especially in like a dimly lit candle only room. Right. And you see a black cat out of the corner of your eye. It could look like, oh, a shadow or like a spirit moving along in the floorboards or whatever. Right. Because it would like blend in in the shadows. OK. Right. Yeah. Like and I'm not saying that's fair, but you might get snuck up on by a black cat easier than you would like a white cat or whatever. I, I, I can almost see it if you're worried about like shadows and spirits or whatever. I still think it's unfair, though. Um, It actually this practice of. uh avoiding black cats specifically was actually um, 
declared by Pope Gregory the Ninth. Uh-huh. Is that what Known IX Known cat is? hater. What? IX. Yes. Yeah, Ninth. Uh, declared that black cats were the incarnation of the devil. Now, that's not true. Well. That's just untrue. Okay. That's what the Pope said. I don't know point. why I feel so passionately about that. Like, I don't know why I know that's untrue. But come on, we all know that's not true. Right. It's so- calico cats. <laughs> okay. So, like, the idea of meeting a black cat isn't isn't really where the bad luck quote comes from. It's the crossing your path, right? It's like an interruption to your life. Okay. And it gets very specific as far as the bad luck goes, depending upon where you are. For example, Italy, uh, it was believed that if a black cat sits on the bed of someone who is sick, that person will die. Okay. Which, I mean... At a certain sure. point in history, most people who got sick. Yeah, died. you had a seventy-five percent, eighty percent chance of dying if you got sick. You could catch a cold and die. Um, and another one, uh, specifically in Germany, the cat has to cross from right to left for it to bring misfortune. I guess the other way is fine. Well, right to left, they're heading from good to bad. Ah, maybe that's it. Um, so in order to fix it, again, there are a couple of things. You could walk in a circle and go backward across the spot where it happened while counting to 13 or 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, chanting a charm or a line from the Bible. Okay. So I think it's just generally putting kind of good vibes in that spot again. Right? Okay. Yes. Sure. Sure. I mean, I yes. like cats, so if I found a black cat, I'd... I'd pet it. I mean, if it let me. I'd pet his little kitty head. Pet that kitty. I'd say, come here, kitty. All right. Here is the one. The one you said, make sure. Make sure it's in this. 13 people okay. sitting down to eat dinner. I have a... This just occurred to me, by the way. Is 13... I'm betting... I don't, I don't even know you confirmation from this because this is one of my patented wild speculations. I'm betting that 13 has something to do with like numerology and like, you know, uh, the, like something biblical. Mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm, you know, we're mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. seven is perfect. Three is perfect. Six is bad. So I bet 13 is bad. Right. For some reason. Because otherwise, like, why 13? Why would you pick 13? Here is the reason, the general reason okay. why this is bad. Other than if you have 13 people for dinner, you have one person who doesn't really have a partner. Okay. Uh, 13 is the unlucky number because Judas was the 13th person yeah. to sit down at mm-hmm. the table for the Last Supper. Yeah, right? knew it. Okay. Because Jesus had 12 disciples. That makes 13 in all. Yeah. And if you thought about it. He would have had 13 disciples. It would have been 14. It would have been fine. Everything would have been cool. Um, And, I mean, here's the thing. This is probably why it's so prevalent, and especially European and Christian company, uh, countries. It, I mean, who who would want to risk that kind of betrayal? I mean, right. I oh, wouldn't. Okay, so say it, because we haven't said it explicitly. So the the if I remember correctly, the superstition is, if 13 people sit down for dinner, 
the first person to leave the table will die. Eminently. Eminently. Not just in their lifetime. <laughs> yes, Teresa. <laughs> I think that's implied, honey. <laughs> they will die at some point. They will die. They've only got 80 to 100 years. <laughs> okay, so within a year. I think okay. is where it expires, right? It's got to be right. Yeah, you have to think that there must have been so many times, especially during like Victorian, like Edwardian. So there must have been a period where like you'd sit down to dinner and like someone would come and be like, "Yeah, sorry, my wife couldn't make it," and they'd sit down and go, <gasps> "Everybody would look around the table," and then someone would have to go to the bathroom and be like, "I'm fine, I'm fine, don't worry about it." You know how you fix that? Everybody stands up together. <gasps> is that really how you fix it? I mean. If the that's super, how you would do that's it. how I would do okay. it if the superstition is the first person to get up will die if we all get up at the same time nobody was first see what I would do is pretend to stand up but I'm actually holding on to the bottom of my chair and keeping it pressed against my butt and then like I don't know maybe waddle out of the room and somebody else stands up and then I sit back down I'm like ha ha gotcha <laughs> I think that's what I would do Um, this superstition is so prevalent that a lot of restaurants don't have a 13th table or a table that sits 13. Uh-huh. And it's it's like this is to like protect their butts, right? Because they don't want to I don't they don't know, want to be liable. Liable for not li- liable, not right. liable. Yes. Um and I would like to give a little shout out to our assistant Alex who wrote uh who helped with this research. Uh and under her bullet point of how to fix this, she wrote a very clever line that I must give uh, attri- attribution to. Attribution? Attribution. She said, how to fix it. Get a 14th friend or tell Janet she's not invited anymore because Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Alex is a research assistant for me on several schmanners, so I I most I really do appreciate it. And you know what? That is thanks to your donations because that's you, true. You have made it something that we can devote the time and effort in to make sure we are right and get these things on paper. Um, and so uh, before we wrap up here, just wanted to say thank you again for being a Max Fun donor. Without you, we wouldn't be able to make these shows. Right now, Teresa and I, this is our full-time jobs, making shows like Schmanners, My Brother, My Brother and Me, The Adventure Zone, trends like these. We wouldn't be able to do it without your support. Um, and it just means the world to us. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it not only keeps the lights on, but it keeps us devoted to making sure that every episode we put out is up to, is worth your attention. Because I could just read Wikipedia, but yeah. I don't. No. Because of you guys. And you're worth it. And, and the fact that you care enough about the shows to support us through Max Fun Drive means the world to us. So thank you so much. Know that we appreciate you. And we sure hope you enjoyed this episode and all the other uh, Max Fun bonus episodes. And yeah, for another Max Fun Drive year, thank you. Thank you. Um, and that's going to do it for us. So join us again next year. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.